Hi. After we did our last episode that mentioned medical influencers, I got so many messages from all of you. It turns out that I am not the only one who gets creeped out when I'm served pictures and videos of other people's sick kids in the hospital. The discomfort is very real. Now, funnily enough, or not funny, just weirdly enough, since I released that episode into the world, I'm now getting served even more of that kind of content. Because clearly, Instagram was listening to me, but the robots are really dumb, and they seem to think that I want more of those pictures and videos, and not less of them. I really need to talk through my feelings about all of this with someone who is not my husband, because he doesn't get any of this, and frankly, he's sick of me showing him pictures of sad, frail children hooked up to wires who had their picture taken of them when they are passed out in a hospital bed without giving their consent. He just keeps telling me to unfollow, and I tell him, I did unfollow, but they keep coming back. So, I'm going to have on someone who actually wants to talk to me. That is not Nick Astor, clearly. No, it is the journalist for Tessa Latifi. She is a kick-ass reporter who is one of the few who cover the influencer world seriously and smartly for places like The Washington Post and Teen Vogue. Her recent piece in The Washington Post examined the phenomenon of medical influencers and asked the very important question, why can't millions of people look away from these pictures being posted of kids during their most vulnerable experiences? Fortessa is a goddamn gem of a human, and you are going to be as tickled by her as I am. Hi, my name is Fortessa Latifi. I am a reporter at Teen Vogue and lots of other places, and I write a lot about mom influencer culture. I do have to tell you that I'm fangirling a little bit because you've done so many great stories on this topic that I've been covering for the past three years. And I really, really loved the piece that you did on medical influencers. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is something that we touched on briefly when I did an episode on Munchausen by internet, but it's something mm -hmm. that you you recently did a real deep dive into. And so I'd love to talk to you more about what is this world of medical influencing? What is happening here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's something I could talk about forever. It is this very strange corner of TikTok and also Instagram and YouTube, where mostly mothers, although sometimes fathers, but like 95% mothers of disabled and chronically ill children share their parenthood journeys and how that's different than being the parent of an able-bodied child. But I think the thing that really fascinates me is just the like total lack of privacy for the kids whose medical needs are being shared in these like sometimes really graphic ways. Yeah, yeah. And I see so much of this. I see I see a lot of versions of it in my own feed. And we talked a little bit about this before, but I'll see anything from 
a more run-of-the-mill influencer, a, a mom influencer who doesn't usually talk about illness, who has had an illness or a hospital visit happen in their family, and then they start posting about it. And yeah. all of a sudden, you're seeing these pictures of kids hooked up to machines mm -hmm. and hearing really graphic details about their medical treatments and things that I wouldn't want to talk about with anyone. I mean, I like thank God. And I count myself lucky every day that I have had three children and we haven't had any major health issues. Like knock on yeah. all the wood, right? Yeah. Um we did we had we had one one scare where we had um bump a really really bad bump on the head and had to go to the ER and he was intubated and knocked out Ooh, with feet. I know I know and knocked out with painkillers which meant he didn't wake up forever and I was uh. I was just convinced that like the world was like my, the world as I knew it was going sure I didn't in that moment I didn't tell anybody what was what was happening I didn't even reach out to my my mother at the, at that point my husband knew our friends who had been with us knew I eventually told my best friend who came down from New York and and stayed with me in the hospital once he was stabilized but the last thought in my head was oh my gosh let me share this moment with thousands if not hundreds of thousands millions of strangers. I don't understand where that impulse comes from. So my big question for you to start is you've talked to a lot of people who do share this content, who are hashtag mm -hmm. med medical influencers. What is the motivation behind this? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is something that when I was writing about this, I was really fascinated to talk to them because I kind of have had the same experience where I've seen this content on my feed and it's just like, man, I feel really weird that I know like every single medication that this child tried to take today or that, you know, the doctors are trying to handle their symptoms. And it's like, it's just so strange. And it just like expands upon like all of the issues that we have in the influencer world with privacy already. But when I talk to the moms who are part of the medical mom world, a lot of it for them came down to wanting to raise awareness about what it's like to not only have a sick child, but to just like how the pressures of parenthood are changed with a sick child. Um, and I think you can go from there and kind of say like, well, is it, what does awareness really do or is awareness worth privacy? But that is like their stated intent. Who am I to question anyone? And maybe that is indeed the case i i mean i also wonder if you know it is to grow followers and and to get attention but it, it really it could be to raise awareness and a lot of the folks that you talked to did have children with very very rare diseases you tell the story no. of of a child named bella can you can you walk me through bella's story yeah. So Bella is one of the kids who has like the most followers in the medical mom slash medical child world. So she has a rare form of dwarfism, bowel disease and autoimmune disease. And her mom, Kyla, has been sharing updates on 
her medical situation to over, I think now they probably have more than 6 million followers. And that has to do with Bella's hospital stays and ambulance rides and get ready with us for our intravenous medication nightly and that kind of thing. Um, And so I talked to Kyla and I was like, what is, what is the vibe here exactly? Um, And it is kind of interesting because Kyla and Bella live in Canada, so they don't have access to the TikTok creator fund. So they're not getting paid like solely off of views or anything like you can be in the United States. Um, But they do have like branded partnerships and they do have merchandise that features like a, a logo that has Bella's name on it. But what kind of branded partnerships can you do with a sick child account? Well, so they're Canadian. So one of their big um, partnerships was with the National Hockey League. And it was just like, you know, we love hockey or something like that. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think that's also the weird thing about social media now is like you can literally brand anything like and you can be given branded partnerships for anything like hockey. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) Done. And look, I don't I don't want to begrudge anyone making money however they can this world is hard we live in a hard world yeah it's difficult for mothers to support themselves and at least they live in canada where there's halfway decent health care but having a child with a rare condition is is no joke for how much money you likely need to (laughs) take care of them right yeah, I mean, it's incredibly expensive to be sick, even in a country where you actually have, like, you know, nationalized health insurance system. Um, but yeah, it's it's incredibly expensive and they have to travel often to get treatment. And that's the thing that I wanted to, like, really stress in this story is that, like, I'm not, like, looking at these women like, oh, my God, what sickos? They're, like, capitalizing off their sick kids. But, like, I think that if you've never been in the healthcare system and been kind of like at its mercy or like at the mercy of a body that isn't doing what you want it to do, then it's hard to understand like the pressures that come with that. And I think that's really important what you said about how it is hard for women to make money under the best of circumstances, let alone with a child who needs this much attention and this much care. So I do think it's complicated, but I just like, I just have like a gut level reaction to the to like the photos of the kids like slumped over in a hospital bed or whatever. And like maybe that's like my own bias because I have been chronically ill for quite a while. I had cancer in my early 20s and I like often think about like what would I have done if my mom was like taking pictures of me like perked out and like putting them on Facebook, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's the issue here. It's the consent issue. And right. I don't think that a child can consent to to being put on social media under the best of circumstances. And so when you look at the worst case scenario where this child is unconscious often, yeah. um, you if, if you go through hashtag medical moms on TikTok or on Instagram, you see heartbreaking images. You see, and you wrote about this in the story, a child with cystic fibrosis who can't breathe, a premature baby 
getting their tracheotomy changed, a Mm -hmm. mom dancing to a trending song while explaining her child's disability. And Mm -hmm. these kids, they're not saying, yes, please post me or yes, please raise awareness of my rare disease. And it's their bodies. That's what it boils down to for me. It is their bodies that this does generate a lot of attention. When I see just a run-of-the-mill mom influencer, and I saw one just this week post about her child's hospitalization, they got a hundred times more engagement from that sick kid post than they do from every other post. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not surprising. Have you seen that? Have you seen that these, these, and it's most, it's often women. There are some dads, but it it is often women and often mothers. Have you seen that they can get in the millions of followers by posting about this? Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's definitely true. They get a lot of engagement. I mean, even like you said, like um, influencers with like able-bodied children who have like medical episodes or something like I'm just thinking of are you aware of like the LeBrant family I'm sure no I'm I'm not I love oh it. Like, my someone... god oh here <laughs> is a rabbit oh, hole for you <laughs> um so it's Cole and Savannah are like the mom and the dad and Savannah has a daughter named Everly who she had when she was like 19 and then um she got married to Cole when she was like I think like 23 or something. And now they have like three or four children together and they're raising Everly together. Um, But they are just like this, like they just moved to Tennessee because like influencers have to do that. (laughs) You know, like it's just, it just has to. They're like, you know, the perfect like blonde hair, blue eyed family, like love God, like love, like traditional gender roles, like et cetera, et cetera, whatever. And um. One of their children, Zeeland, who is their son, who I think is a toddler, um, he had some kind of, um, he had oh, wait, some here, kind back, of. Back, back up, back up and say it again, because I accidentally clicked on one of their videos and there was some Jesus music planks. Oh, yeah. There, there's going to be lots of Jesus music. Wait, I mean, are you on TikTok? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you come across that um, Everly just put out her first sing- single? <laughs> And it's the like, it's like you have to listen to it after this. It's like basically just like a mashup of like Taylor Swift song titles, but like set to like country kind of. I don't know. It's really, it's really catchy, honestly. Okay. I'm going to stop you for one second. We're going to take a quick break because as we said, everyone needs branded content. And so we are going to take a break for the, for the advertisers, which is not the Canadian National Hockey League. Um, (laughs) And when we get back, you are going to tell me all about the LeBrant family. All right, so we are back and you are about to take me down one of your favorite rabbit holes, which is now going to be one of all of our favorite rabbit holes. Oh yeah, yeah. So so yeah, the LeBrants, they have like millions of followers on Instagram, on TikTok. They're like this huge, family vlogging family but their son I think like about a year and a half ago had a seizure and he was a toddler it was obviously very scary I'm sure for the parents and for the child um but everyone 
online was kind of like amazed, both like in good and bad ways about the content that they made around the child's seizure. So they like took photos of the mom getting him like in the ambulance and you know, in the hospital and showed him like, I mean, it was terrible. Like he's like so pink and sad and just in this little diaper. And it's just like, it's just terrible. And, and then they had, you know, our boy has his first surgery on YouTube and update on our son's seizure. And why is this happening to Zealand? And it's just like, whoa. And it's just like, he's an able-bodied child as far as we know, and is still like being made into content like this. That's what I'm, I'm getting at that we're we're saying this is a child being made into content definitively right. it, it, this is a child seizure i don't want to mince words around it it's a mm-hmm. child seizure being made into content right um i'm gonna let hold on i want to look this up i want to look this up but also oh my gosh. as i'm as i'm looking this up who thinks that that's i guess that's the question who thinks to capture these moments? Because when I had the head injury with my kid, my I, first off, I couldn't breathe. And I'm yeah. desperately trying to get them into a vehicle to get them across the bridge to get to the hospital, which is, thank God, five minutes from our house. Mm. And then I'm, I was shaking, physically shaking and ready to vomit in the emergency room. At no point did I reach for my phone. At no point. Mm. In fact, I missed so many calls from my husband mm. because I didn't I I didn't think that I should I should capture this. So who thinks my kid is having a seizure? Let me take a video of them. Well, I think when your job is to make content out of your life, like everything it's like Mara Efron said, like everything is copy, but like everything is content, you know? Oh, she I you know, I use that Nora Ephron quote all the time because I love her. And obviously she is yeah. one of my idols. And I do turn a lot of things in, in my life to copy. In fact, my, my husband got so pissed off at me today because I wrote a substack about how I think it's gross and totally unsexy when he refers to me as mommy around our children. I'm just like, oh, God, <laughs> you make my skin crawl. And he sent me a nasty note. He was like... Well, you know, you could tell me before you do this. And I snap back. Everything is content, bitch. Shut up. No, no. You married a writer. <laughs> I did. But you know what? He did. Then he was like, I was kind of kidding because he knew he knows who he married. He knows. Yeah, He's well yeah, aware. Of course. But <laughs> no, I would say that if the great Nora Ephron were still alive, she would say, you know what? Some things aren't content. Some things are not content in the moment. Maybe as a writer, you write about this many years later as John right. Gideon famously did about her her daughter and her husband oh, that, but, book. It, that book but <laughs> is is this child's seizure content in the moment to be broadcast i i do not i don't believe so i really i really don't i'm looking at this at this video no, and it's terrifying. He stops It's really breathing. sad. He stops breathing. He goes lifeless. They've got all these fit and he's he's in a little he's in a diaper and I know he's so little and sad. He's so little and sad. And I the our only other big hospital stay was when my daughter was five weeks old and she had to go to the hospital with RSV. And at the time oh. I had no 
no idea that RSV was a thing. I was like, this is a virus. Like, it's this yeah. is pre pre COVID. So I'm like, why are we going to the hospital for a cold? Yeah. So tiny and connected to all of these big machines and wires. And we have, we actually have a picture that's wonderful of her that we do trot out now, four years after yeah. the fact, where she looks like she's like scowling at us through the wires. Yeah. But that picture, I took that picture. Two day, after she'd been in the hospital for two days, I haven't slept for two days, to send to my husband. There was no, I wasn't taking videos of this little teeny tiny baby. And this little brand child, yeah, he's so little. And it just, he looks so vulnerable. And I know. They, they didn't, this is so, this is so interesting to me because it does cross a different kind of line. I'm looking at this story on entertainment tonight on etonline.com. Are these people celebrities now? I covered celebrities for a long time, and I would argue that we are crossing into a space where influencers are now being covered like celebrities. They're certainly on Entertainment Tonight with the headline, YouTube star Cole LeBrant's son Mm -hmm. hospitalized after suffering seizure. Right. Right. I mean, I don't know what is the line between like celebrity and influencer. Like, is there even a line anymore? I don't know. Like with this family, like I think between Cole, Savannah and Everly, they must have like 15 million Instagram followers, you know? So like, yeah, I guess that is a celebrity, you know? Um, But it's just, I don't know. I think the thing that is so hard for me as like a person who has been hospitalized and like gone through surgeries like many times in my life with watching this is that like when you're sick in any way but especially in a prolonged way like if you're chronically ill if you're disabled like so much of your life and your body doesn't belong to you like I often just feel like I have to like hand my body over to doctors and just be like you know best of luck like let me know how it goes and I don't know if I'm like expressing it well but it's just not it feels like it's separate from me and this like content machine behind the disability feels like it's just making that separation even deeper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really, it really does. And especially when it's a kid because their body, their body never belongs to them. It, it, no. Being a kid, being a kid is, is so hard. They have no autonomy and no agency. And so to have the people that are supposed to be protecting you talking about this and oh oh i just oh i just i I just accidentally i just accidentally clicked on another lebrant video i don't know how to work technology um you're gonna have them in your fyp everywhere now i cannot believe you didn't know them i didn't know them that's the thing there's so many influencers out there so many that there's still and people that cover influencers when i talk to them say the same thing when i was talking to jess gross from the Times about the right. Frankie story. She was amazed that she'd never heard of this person, but there's so many niches. There's so many oh niches. Gosh. So yes. Yes. Even as a person that's been doing this for three years, there it's just it's like Christmas morning every day. <laughs> I know, in like a terrible way. <laughs> in a terrible way. And so yes, now I'm going to be served all of this content that I mm-hmm. don't want. Do you know that I I recently got myself a work phone and a like personal phone for the first time since I had a big important editor job where I was traveling all over the world covering news. Uh-huh. 
And so my work phone, this is the funny part about my life, is what has all the social media on it. And my personal oh, phone, <laughs> my personal phone doesn't have shit. It's like a Motorola razor. <laughs> yeah. My personal phone, I can, it's still a smartphone because I, I want to take pictures with it. Yeah, that. obviously. So it's like, it, I can text, really, essentially, that's it. I have all of the social medias on the work phone and I've never been happier. And that means that I'm not going to be served this shit when I'm having my me time. That's genius. Honestly, I might take a page out of that book because I'm just like, man, sometimes I'd love to just look at like stupid subreddits and not have like YouTube family vloggers or TikTok snark or like whatever coming up and just being like, oh, now I have to look into this. <laughs> yeah, no, no shit. So now, so now that I'm being served all, all of this content, I'm looking at a video right now that says mm -hmm. our boy has his first surgery. Yeah. That's the, that's the title of the video. I know. I know. Baby boy. Where, and he's wearing this little shower cap that babies have to wear when they go into surgery. It's my heart. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's so strange. Like, but this is the thing, like, if this is how you make your living, like, everything is is fair play for it, you know, or that seems to be how they look at it. Like, these kids have videos of their births on the Internet or I mean, even before that, what blows my mind is that they'll have videos where the parents are like, oh, we want to have another kid. And then it's like the next one's like, oh, we took a pregnancy test. And then it's like the gender reveal. So they literally like have an online footprint like before they're even born. Before they're born. Before they're born. And we've talked about that on this show before, how crazy it is to have your entire life documented from the mm. moment that, that someone took a pregnancy test. I'm guilty of it. I totally posted the po positive pregnancy test online. Still hate myself for it. Still beating, beating myself up for it. I'm just going to say one more title of one more video. Yeah, um, please. And, I'm sorry, everyone. I got so many messages after the Ballerina Farm episodes from people who said, this wasn't on my radar before, and now it's sucked up eight hours of my life. Screw you, Joe Piazza and Under the Influence. Sorry. Sorry, guys. The LeBrant family, it's going to do the same thing. I don't, I, don't, I don't mean to do this to you. I really don't. But here's another video that says, Zealand, and then all capital letters, stopped breathing dude i know i know and they actually like one of their big scandals was that there was this kind of like um oh let me look it up because i have to i have to get this right but they did this kind of like documentary is what they called it and it was like a 42 minute youtube video and the title this was when their daughter was i think the youngest child that they had um posy is her name and um the title of the video was she got diagnosed with cancer period and then it said parentheses documentary and the thumbnail was like the daughter like cozy right and like the beginning of the video is like six minutes of like yeah posy's been having like you know th these like weird symptoms and like blah 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 and then eventually they get to like well she's fine but other kids have childhood cancer and it's really an issue and then it like launches into this like documentary type thing but people were like did you just like clickbait us that your kid has cancer yes yes you've just been clickbaited that the child has cancer that's exactly what happened oh yep. god 
I've been saying yeah. that so much in this episode. There's been a lot of oh gods here. I but... know. Oh. So not only did they document, the, not only did the LeBrant family document the, their son's seizure, but they also documented their daughter's cancer journey. That she didn't have. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, so it's just she, a... Yeah, it, it's a very strange video. You have to watch it after this, but it's basically like them being like, we thought that she could have cancer and it was really scary and she was having these weird symptoms and then being like, and she's fine, but it made me think about how other kids can have cancer. And then they do this like 30 minute focus on like a kid who has cancer who is not like related to them in any way. And it's just like, I don't know. It, it very much felt like clickbait of like, aren't you worried about our daughter? And yes, I mean, yeah. I'm now concerned for this child for a lot of reasons. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Gosh, and I know I also know a lot about clickbait, and I made a lot of clickbaity headlines for a long yeah. time. Jennifer Aniston says this about her desire to not have children, but right. I I still think this this just feels like a step too far. Is what it feels like to me. It does. It does. Yeah, kids using kids for clickbait, using kids' cancer scares for clickbait, and. Mm. To because at the end of the day, you're creating content in order to commodify your lives, but really you're commodifying your children. Right. And that takes us back to who's making the money, who benefits from this, mm -hmm. and whether that money should be put into accounts for the kids, um, for their futures, for you know, them to to them to go to college or them to buy a house mm -hmm. down the road and i believe that it should or maybe it should be put into an account for them to eventually go to therapy because one thing that we know is that the influencer kids are not okay yeah i mean they have had just the strangest lives and i think we're only just now getting to the point where like kids who have been like born and raised on social media are like you know reaching the age of 18 and that kind of stuff but i just think like we're only at the beginning of this like deluge of stories that are going to come out about like this is what it's like to like live in a youtube family or like this is what it's like to be like put to work since you were a child and you you've written about this right yeah you've you've covered this so we're gonna that we're we're going to end this wonderful episode about medical influencers right now and our next episode we will still have you on the show talking about what is it like to be a sharented child yes spoiler it's not great it's not <laughs> a little weird 